Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is October 24th, and this is episode 118. Well, welcome back to another Monday episode edition of the Triple Confirmed Podcast. We've had a great day in at least the S&P department of things, as far as everything goes. Really, the only chart that uh, had any real action today was the S&P. Bitcoin still failing with volatility. The U.S. tenure and the Dixie still continuing to touch upon the local highs. Uh, We've got a couple things to cover today. Obviously, going over those two charts, looking at the macro of Bitcoin and Ethereum, and everything else in between. So with that said, let's dive right into it. So as always on our Monday morning sessions, let's take a look at the macro outlook of Bitcoin and ETH. What do we see? Well, I see a potential green dot starting to form up on Ethereum. Money flow continuing to turn itself back into the bullish posture. Pretty nice uh, hidden bullish divergence potentially across Ethereum's money flow. And Bitcoin, I mean, not really any change from the last week. We still don't see anything towards triple confirmation. We're still continuing to turn around at this floor level price of around 19,000, 19,200. We are sitting at about 19,370 as of right now. Ethereum actually had a really nice little jump yesterday and held much better than Bitcoin did. Bitcoin jumping to about 19,600 and coming right back, whereas Ethereum jumped to about 1350, 1370, and is still holding around 1350. So, some good news overall with that. Yeah, we're continuing to see bottoming signs turning around. Nothing is confirmed as of yet. We are moving towards a three day and four day confirmation potentially. We know that we already have one day triple confirmation up on ETH. Money flow just about into the green again. Uh, Bitcoin. I believe we're right in the same boat. We're a little bit farther along with the money flow. We still need to go a little bit higher. Overall, looking at potential TC up on daily as of today's close in about two hours. So that's a good sign here. The potential for divergence, convergence, or just straight divergence up on daily. Again, another one smashed into this local level is showing some pretty strong bullish signs. We don't have volume or volatility backed in behind it yet. Now, potentially what I think could be happening here is that as the S&P continues to take off, the certainty within Bitcoin and the altcoins is building pressure for a much, you know, a much better move, at least as, as, as far as looks go. Because as of right now, if Bitcoin was to catch up with the S&P at the previous time we were at 3,800 points, uh, we were sitting back here the last time we touched it in October. So almost 20 days ago, I believe Bitcoin, yeah, I mean, not sitting much higher, unfortunately. Um, I believe that, yeah, we could be somewhat setting up for some sort of decent pump, which would hopefully trigger the algorithms of the bots in a much better sense than they have been so far. Because really, Bitcoin and the cryptos have been completely lagging behind the S&P as of right now. 
Obviously, we haven't seen a major crackdown of the U.S. 10-year or the Dixie as of yet. The Dixie is slowly but surely turning over in the midterms and short terms. Um, you're working towards, you know, you've already got daily triple confirmed down. A very hard rejection doji candle that tried to break back up, failed, rejecting off the zero line. Money flow continuing to turn down. Red dot as of today's close uh, within the hour. So some pretty bearish stuff when we're looking at the U.S. tenure and the Dixie, Dixie specifically, the U.S. tenure actually kind of, you know, not in the same boat right now as the Dixie, strangely enough, had a bit of recovery over today. We did TC the four hour back up in validating the TC down we had as of Sunday, it looks like. And when looking at daily, you know, we are starting to see that red dot potentially closing by tomorrow and you know huge bearish divergence set up potentially within that u.s tenure so we're gonna need at least another week i would say before we have any types of confirmation or signs of what's happening here but the dixie could be giving us that early type of uh, forewarning of what's to come i would say if we can get below 111 as we spoke about in the last session and close significant time frame so anything better than a four hour essentially below that level we should be looking to take a step towards 109 and even the 382 at about 1077 that's the next most important level after 111 so there are quite a few key level supports beneath our feet here um, we know that you know as everything continues to turn down if we get flipped right back up again it's going to try knocking on the face of resistance once again, which at that point, once we break through this triangle, if we do get ourselves all the way down to 109, we may end up coming back to about 111 again. If we get a secondary rejection, or we just continue to reject lower and lower and lower, you know, it's, it's, it's got to break one way or another, whether that's resistance or whether that's support. And I mean, these aren't really large... Uh, supports going back too too far but i mean the support's definitely a much larger level than a resistance at the moment um, 108 acting as key level midterm macro level support so it'll be very interesting to see what happens at that point i would imagine because this would be the first time we'd come back to it since about september um, we're probably going to bounce pretty hard off of it if we continue to poke through though it's just potentially building up a much better potential for smashing down through it and continuing to our next pip levels taking a look at some of the macro outlooks of the dixie four day not really giving us too too many signs or uh, forefronting details about what's to come the weekly on the other hand though continuously turning around here we can see money flow clearly pointing back down red dot we're almost back out of our bad uncle touch me zone which i would want to see clear and We've reached the uh, zero percentile on the FIB lines, sitting at about a 98% BBWP. So a lot of correlating indicators here telling us that, you know, we're at a point of max move, essentially, before we have to do some sort of resetting, before either taking off again and trying again, or restructuring our FIB lines in a much more bullish posture, potentially later down the road. Coming back to the market structure, 
at about 101 potentially on the weekly over the next i don't know four to five months potentially is likely if we continue to turn this macro trend around yeah that's kind of what i can see with the dixie again u.s tenure uh not really giving us any types of clear indicators here four day nothing as of yet we do see continued pinching off in the market uh liberator money flow still pointing up wolfpack still pointing up but when you have these types of squiggly consolidation periods where you can tell that it's being squeezed slash quote-unquote manipulated um pushed higher than it probably should be going you know it's only a matter of time usually before things start to find correction um, I do feel like that we're overextending. That doesn't mean that we can't continue to overextend. We do have a bit more percentile here in the U.S. tenure that we could go before we've hit the top fib line, uh, sitting at about 4.69%. You know, I think that would freak a lot of people out getting to that point. But this is the most action we've had movement-wise, you know, out of a long, long period of history. But you can see that this coiling was building up for a very long time, right? We were in this consecutive, consistent downtrend of the Dixie since about 82, coming down from around 13, 14%, all the way to the 0.03% that we hit bottoming in 2020. So, you know, it makes a lot of sense that we've corrected all the way back up here in such a short amount of time. But... This also means that we can have a very quick hard snapback at some point soon to correct us back down before potentially finding a higher low and then overall continuing to push the trend higher. So kind of what I'm expecting, you know, it definitely could start to continue to reject around this region if the Dixie is going to continue to fall over here. But the U.S. tenure could be on a mission of hitting the top fib at about 4.67% before truly turning itself over, fulfilling its Fibonacci levels of the algorithm bots, yada, yada, yada. But it doesn't seem like Bitcoin and Ethereum are being affected. They're staying stable, seemingly more stable than <laughs> some of our stable coins, which is a very weird scenario for us to be in. We know that on the back end of things, mega whales have been accumulating a ton of different altcoins. Uh, throughout the whole period of the bear market. Some of those altcoins include ADA, Link, Axie. Uh, and I mean, these are not minimal amounts. These are 47 million Link, about $300 million accumulated within the period of about six to eight months. So smart money is and has been continuing to buy back in. <clears throat> they definitely seem to be seeing something that potentially we're seeing as well and the majority of retailers are still out of the space or not paying attention or still believing that things have to crash farther um, which i don't think needs to be the case it can be the case but i think that would be in the best interest of the smart money and if there's no one willing to sell it's not going to happen uh, I see we have Pio here today. Pio, you have anything that you'd like to add? Anything going on uh, within the UK or maybe just traditionals in general? Yeah, thanks, Pio. I think um, kind of good news, I guess, in terms of like uh, the UK. Rishi Sunak is now prime minister. He's not that crazy. He'll probably do market-friendly um, budgetary policies. 
the pound has had a little bounce since. I think the asymmetric risk over there is the bond market's breaking, the pension funds breaking, you know, rates wildly out of control. Everyone defaults on their mortgage. They've got a, a fighting chance now that they have a prime minister who, look, he's loaded. He's worth nearly a billion already, you know. Like the press are speculating whether he will move into Downing Street or not because it might be slumming it. But he understands money. It's probably a good thing. Which, you know, if you're looking for things that you don't want to go bang and rip everything lower, that's something that can be resolved for the short and medium term. Um, other good news is, in actual fact, German gas futures an hour ahead today traded negative. There's literally too much available natural gas in Europe and the weather is nice and warm for autumn. You know, I think that was a really driving fear narrative and a fear narrative that would have driven a lot of um, wealth into the dollar, which is the ultimate fear trade. Um, but also, um, you know, the whole narrative of like, where is the top when it comes to inflation? And the core component was certainly energy and certainly the biggest catalyst because energy, you know, energy is expensive, making fertilizer is expensive, driving the tractors to plant the, you know, to fertilize the soil and plant the food is expensive, you know, feed the cows and all that. So, it, it, you know, it's at the bottom of the pyramid. Um, of necessities and it's really good to see that market kind of start to figure itself out thanks to the weather gods too um, I think nat gas in the US as well is, is you know, it's down considerably so if we're looking ahead what, what day do we now we're at 24th or 25th you know we're, we're kind of looking at the next month CPI at this point I feel this week um, we'll be talking into that I don't know what the date is it's probably like into the second week or to be in the third week, probably 12th, 13th or 14th uh, of November. And yeah, maybe the market's already just front running that, you know, it's like CPI is going to come down where the Fed will eventually get to and then plateau or stabilize rates at, you know, is getting closer because inflation could be topping out. And yeah, it's kind of good news. The bad news is all this bond market volatility um it's like being in a ship and it's just like in a storm and it's all creaking and you're hoping you know something just doesn't snap and it doesn't break in half <laughs> you know so i'm still of the opinion that we'll see lower lows at some point um but yeah for right now uh the whole inflation thing in the uk yeah it's, it's a good start to the week absolutely yeah you know the points i brought up like i just it's it doesn't even feel authentic anymore you know at least as far as the bond yield markets go like it's it's almost like it has to come cracking down at this point it's been it's been pushed up for you know so long here a break is necessary if things are going to stabilize yeah. back out right and i think that the s p is having an early reaction to that saying okay you know it may not be today it may not be tomorrow but these bonds are going to come down over the next couple months if this is the direction of the fed and i think what trend said uh in last week's episode was was key to what what's happening here you know those guys are overlooked like outlooking maybe two cpi prints ahead right so they're already like looking at december 
essentially, you know, oh, a look bro. ahead, yeah. right? Like we've already correlated in the dumpage and the price for two more negative CPI prints, right? Yeah, I I think, look, if, I think what Elon did when he was trading Bitcoin was very interesting. You know, it was a big institution and, and they had no, no bones about selling it at a profit because they saw it having lower prices. And, you know, big money could be buying here as a DCA, but also, hey, look, if Bitcoin hits like, what, 42K and it looks like everything's going to tank from there, then we're going to cut some profit. And maybe we'll hang on to some of that. But, like, we're also happy to kind of see where things go. But if you're looking forward to 2030, <laughs> you know, only seven years away, kind of. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be decent at 20K or 14K Bitcoin. It's not a big difference. I think that's what big money does. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I think very interesting with the bond market taking a breather. That all correlates. So like the 10-year would start to chill out if it saw inflation top out in, in the short term because it would see less risk of basically the Fed having to, having to overreact. And that's why I keep in mentioning property. It, it's really like, you know, e even at the moment, kind of a good case scenario for the UK is people's mortgages doubling, you know. I think the 30-year, which is what it's measured at in the US, someone else tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the 30-year mortgage rate right now in the US is like high sixes, early sevens percent, which is just completely unviable, you know, where property prices are today. Yeah, absolutely agreed. It's insane to me that they can even have a 30-year outlook. You know, that's two candles in a lifetime. Well, it's, like, it's kind of, it's, yeah, I, it took me a while to understand it, but in the U.S., you can get, like, a 30-year fixed rate, which mm -hmm. is amazing if you, like, nipped in there two years ago and got a good deal before prices got really crazy. But mm -hmm. a long-term kind of yield flagging like that is basically just betting that the dollar is going to be worthless <laughs> you know too money printing well the case is there for for bitcoin and i see higher rates for longer higher inflation for longer have we seen a local peak in lagging indicators yes are the mainstream media walking into this bear trap yes do you know how high will it go nobody knows but right they'll probably get trapped up there too I don't think it's that they'll get trapped. I think it's just the information and retailers who are listening to said information will get trapped. You know, it's not often that the CNBC guys listen to themselves because they know that they're always wrong, right? Like that they're a, they're a very reoccurring bullish indicator once they start calling bearish sediment prices to whatever. Yeah, totally. I think actually just something to kind of call back to the um, the triple confirmation alpha. Session earlier on, which was great. Um, the smartest thing I've heard other than in this Discord in the last kind of two weeks that's really sticking in my head, especially because, you know, as I probably badgered on about, you know, there's a lot of cuts in tech now and a lot of kind of startups have, have already kind of taken a lot of the pain. Um, someone said, like, it's a good six months now to study what's innovative and digital and tech. But that's just not kind of already done a Series A, you know, which would be a, you know a seed round or um, a what should we call it? 
um, for selling event. That that's not been widely overvalued. It was like now is the time to find viable projects or companies that are building the right way, you know, sustainable, you know, never mind say bootstrapped, but that will have like, you know, start bearing fruit in in two or three years. He said, everyone's going to find them and it's going to be so obvious in six or eight months. And he said, now is the time to start studying that. And like, you couldn't just not think of TC. 100%. You know, I named off a couple tokens earlier that I think are exactly in that category and I and you can tell that other smart people are thinking the same thing because they've they've been accumulating large amounts throughout this entirety of the time you know said so like I said link ada avax axie two of the well three of those that we utilize with triple confirmation you know I think it's very interesting that those are all headwing projects as well as ethereum you know, the implications of proof of stake from proof of work and what that'll, you know, what that'll implement in the next two years, three years, five years, 100%. The capabilities of Link and AVAX and Axie and potentially ADA, you know, um, people see what, uh, what the potential is. And even just at this point in time, you know, you're, you're about 10 times cheaper than you were at the previous all-time highs. Anytime that there's a 10x to be had just to all-time high, you know, it seems like that's when the perfect time to be accumulating is, funny enough. You'll see that across almost all altcoins throughout all time. Doge from one, you know, uh, 0.07 cent to 7 cent, and then from 7 cent to 70 cent. Like once you've, you know, a, a lot of major investors will take profit at that 10x point, that thousand percent type of deal. So it's just an interesting correlation that I've seen across the board. You know, a lot of altcoins tend to do 10x's. And the fact that we're going just to the previous all time highs, you know, uh, says a lot. It says a lot. Link was at around $50. We're at about, you know, we were, we bottomed at about five. So Link is Link is the the closest project I can think of that would, you know, be kind of boring enough to understand for boomers to have it on a Nasdaq. It's you know, it's it's Google for blockchain. I, I think I think so. I do. Yeah, I think the implications are much larger than most people anticipate, for sure. I think the deflationary event. Um, so they were, you know, burning cash. So there was you know, selling off tokens mm-hmm. um, to, you know, pay their team and stuff like that. I believe that ended uh, already a couple of months ago. <laughs> so that was, you know, a big bleed on the tokens. Although uh-huh. on Axie, I, also, I think Axie have a double digit token unlock this week. So mm. I would be, I'd be wary of that one. But um, yeah, Link is something I'm like, if you want people buying something in a bull market, I think this is a very easy thing to explain to people who are already used to buying tech stocks. That's a good pick. Interesting. Yeah, I couldn't speak upon those points just because I'm not familiar with the factual bits of it, but absolutely. All right, my friends. With all that being said, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen today. Obviously, make sure to head over to tripleconfirmation.com. Check out our alpha bot. Check out our wiki page, giving you all the information about what we're building, what we're doing. 
We have Alpha V2 coming very soon. So be sure to keep your eyes and ears out for that. And of course, have yourself a great rest of your day. Take care. Bye-bye.